Hey everybody, uh, welcome to Pixelated Geek Presents Tripod, which is a live video podcast featuring JJ Crass. Say hello, JJ. Hello. Hey, hey, that's like three in a row that I actually called you JJ. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> Yay. And then that chuckle that you heard was uh, Taylor Tate. Hello, everyone. Hey. Um, and I'm James Honeycutt. Uh, today is the 26th of May. It's Tuesday, the 26th. Uh, we're broadcasting live on Hangouts on Air, Twitch, uh, through our YouTube channel, um, and the recording can be found on both YouTube and Twitch a little bit later. Uh, if you'd like to comment or respond to any of the content that we provide today, we can be reached via any of the above locations as well as at uh, social at pixeladygeek.com. So um, it's kind of been a slow couple of weeks. Uh, there, there have been some like some news pieces that have cropped up, but there hasn't been anything really super exciting to talk about um, until... Yesterday. Um, and yesterday was sort of like a confluence of leaks. Um, there was a, a massive amount of Star Citizen content that was leaked. Um, and there was also the first episode, the entire episode, in both HD and standard definition of Supergirl, which was the, the show that they just, um, you know, we just saw the trailer for. So we kind of wanted to, to just sort of talk about leaks, not, not just specifically, but also sort of what they mean for the industry, the impact on the companies that are being leaked from, the impact on the games themselves, and then on the community. So, um, so first of all, uh, I kind of want to talk about the Supergirl one, um, because it, it kind of raises a point that that I've been kind of wondering about lately. So back in the um back in like the late 90s early 2000s, we saw this sort of rush of um guerrilla marketing stunts. Um not really like augmented reality games, but like you guys remember I love bees, right? Yeah, or Halo 2. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, do you know what I Love Bees is? Uh, I I didn't I didn't actually like go through and experience it firsthand. I wasn't paying enough attention, but I have gone back and looked at the kind of like retelling okay. of it. Sweet. So I mean, just to to give a, a refresher out there, it was essentially a marketing stunt that was done by Bungie to promote Halo Two, um, and you could like dig through a bunch of web pages and forum posts, um, and it essentially was just it was intended to catch you up in it to, to sort of, what is this? What is this thing? You know, what, what are, what are these symbols? What are these clues that we're decoding? And it got a lot of people sort of invested in a product without even telling them what the product was. So that was a, that was a very common like marketing stunt that I love bees is the best example, but what's, what's another good one. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Everything I'm thinking of um, hasn't necessarily been a uh, leak of a sort. It's been more of because um, they did a similar one for what was it? I, I want to say it was Halo Five. It was just recently. Uh, I've I've kind of dropped off the Reddit sphere. You're so talking about the, the thing that's like Locke versus the Chief. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was and there was a whole community thing to like uh, solve parts of the image that like yeah. eventually they revealed the whole. Thing. Um, that's the most recent one that, that jumps to my mind. And then even in even like 
I guess even it's not even less of a marketing thing, but um, I guess it just kind of has fueled people's enjoyment of like puzzles like that 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 communities to work through, try and solve. Um, you can look like in-game challenges of like the the Phantom Prospect program in Battlefield Four. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of that whole kind of experience is something that apparently that very clearly people enjoy doing. And so, you know, even if it's not for marketing, they still do it and to kind of keep people involved in whatever the product is. Right. And and so the the reason that I mention that is because that that's a thing that Bungie pretty much pioneered at least in this field that worked pretty well that people have duplicated to some degree. Um, and it's effective as a marketing site. It's effective as a community builder. Um, it's effective at sort of reinvigorating interest in something through a different avenue. And one of the things that, one of the reasons I mentioned that, and one of the things I noticed about the Supergirl leak is that it's available in standard and high definition and doesn't have any watermarks on it. And it's an unusually high-quality video screen grab. And I wouldn't go so far as to say that, like, I think it was an intentional leak, but I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. And Didn't somebody do an intentional leak a while back? I mean, can't remember what it was for, but, so but I remember it, it being called out. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely something that happens on a regular basis. And like, I like, I don't, I don't love to go into this territory. But like, you know, there are a lot of like, say, like leaked celebrity sex tapes, and that always coincides with like a, a dip in someone's career or like a certain amount of unpopularity. And like, that's that's the best example that I can think of wherein leaks are used as as like a marketing tool. I'm I'm having trouble thinking of a. Another really good example, but Supergirl, the trailer got just panned. It was crushed by almost everyone I know that saw it. There, there's like there are a minority of people who thought that it looked like really cute and fun, and like I respect your right to that opinion. I'm not necessarily speaking to that as much as just the the common consensus was that it looked a little pandering. It looked a little condescending like a weird combination of those two. Um, and like, it was sort of taking the like super heroine back like 20 years, you know, like it was very much like the superhero version of the devil wears Prada. And again, that's just like the common consensus. That's the way that people reacted to it. And I, it's interesting to me that like that reaction was so bad. And then like, just like a week and a half, two weeks later, there's a full version of the first episode that's that has no watermarks, that's not cut at all, like that's like perfect, it's television ready for a show that's not coming out for six more months. Um, especially because the reception is really good. So, what what do you guys think about a that you know Supergirl specifically, and b the use of a leak? As a marketing tool, uh, Taylor, go ahead and go ahead and. Take so this looks more and more like a soft market test than a actual leak of the product, um, particularly on a show that, like you mentioned, there was such such a public outpouring of the opposite of support and enthusiasm for it uh, that the uh, people behind it might be like, okay, well, let's see, you know, how bad this is actually gonna be when this comes out. Um, 
and maybe you know we we might lose people who who are already against it, but maybe for those who are on the fence, you know, maybe this will draw them in. Um, is it the is it the pilot episode? Is it the first episode yeah. that was leaked, or is it just yeah. like an episode? It's it's the first episode. So it makes it look even more intentional. Um, what I think about him as a whole, uh, I think more and more the audiences are becoming difficult to attract and nail down exactly what people want, which from a consumer aspect is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but I can identify a little bit with people who are on the other side of it, trying to create something for an audience that they'll like, like kind of what we do here sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it can be particularly difficult to try and do that. And so I, I you know, I, I encourage trying new ideas to do it. Um, I think with the Supergirl television show, you're, you're playing with a losing hand from the start. Um, but that that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I think that, that it's, it's a, it's a fair ploy. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and it, it'll get it out there in front of more people than, you know, say your kind of weekly tweet of a poster from, from the series is going to, uh, and it, it can generate, you know, publicity for you. I'm sure it was all over, you know, Reddit for good or for bad, you know, it just kind of gets it out there. Plus, you know, leak makes it sound exciting. So it catches people's ears more than just saying, you know, Oh, the first episode was released. Released is like normal. Leaked is like edgy and exciting and being in on it is like cool and cutting edge. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm actually totally on board with you on that. I think, um, one of the things that you mentioned that, that sort of hadn't really skipped across my mind that did when you said it was that um, when, you, when you have a TV show that you spend a lot of money to produce and develop and then you air it and it flops, you're losing a lot of money in a lot of different areas. You're losing the time slot that it would have been put in. Um, you're losing potential marketing that you could have had if you had a, a more sort of financially viable TV show. Um, you're, you're losing opportunity cost as well as the actual cost of producing the product. And this is the kind of, because this is leaked, I'm more likely to watch it because it was leaked. I'm more likely to go download it and watch it right now than I am to watch it when it comes on TV the first time. And if I watch Where, it and I, I like and it, I, go, go ahead. I don't mean to interject, um, but I, I haven't been following the story. Where was it? Where is the leak posted? I didn't like, actually kind of see in any, any information about the original one, but it's on most of the torrent sites. So I don't, okay. yeah. And like, I, has it made to like, to like video streaming sites? Cause I wonder if, depending on where you see it hosted, at least for maybe the origin site, um, could be a clue to if it's intentional or not. Cause obviously if it's on like things like the pirate bay, which is, I think pretty much at this point an accepted honeypot, um, if, if it, if they're in like quote unquote dangerous spots, uh, you know, a, a, a studio isn't going to want to try and get, or isn't going to even like want to risk people getting threatening, uh, you know, letters in the mail from their, their ISP, uh, for trying to, you know, see a part of their show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that would be an interesting thing to look into and, and come back to next time because I, off the top, I have no idea. I know that it is on torrent sites because I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen like links to it, and I think one of the articles that I read on it showed like a link to a more legitimate thing. It wasn't my free TV, but you know that kind of site. It was hosted by that sort of thing. JJ, what what is your take 
on the whole leaked marketing and the Supergirl thing? Well, from what I heard, uh, people have gotten early viewings of the Supergirl show that actually wasn't that bad, and it was actually pretty okay. So, if this is kind of a publicity thing, you know, they're not going to get those day one viewers, why not give them a shot with this? So they can maybe, like you said, if they find interest in it, watch it, you know, watch the second episode as it airs. Because um, when I first heard it was leaked, and that was in good quality, it's kind of one of those, well, sometimes people get lucky with what they steal. Um, but it could also be one of those, you know, they're going to test the market. And, you know, like Game of Thrones, all four or the first four episodes were leaked of the most recent season. And that caused a big thing. And clearly that didn't really seem like a publicity stunt. That was more of a oh crap moment for them. Um, I, usually just because most reviewers get a, the first couple episodes ahead of time anyway. Right. So that's why it didn't seem like a point. But, yeah, no, like leaked stuff. Um I know most people want to jump on it and see it. You know, there was that incident with, uh, what was it? Expendables 3, I think. It came out like a month earlier or sometime, a ridiculous amount of time. And, you know, people were getting shut down for that. And they were saying it's going to hurt business, which I don't know if it really did with that one. Well, so that's, I mean, I think that's definitely like a, a good a good point to raise. The, there is a certain problem when you leak something that's incomplete you leak it you know at a at a stage of its development where the product that you're getting is not necessarily the end product that can really damage expectations um and i think that i think it's one thing to look at like game of thrones leaking four episodes four days before the season starts and you know something else to look at like this which is a six month lead time like I buy a leak four days before a season airs and the reason that I buy that is because it has to be ready they have to be done filming before they launch the first one because of pre-process this is six months early and that just seems a little that seems a little wacky but you, you do raise like a really good point about you know what like the damage that can be done um, so Half-Life 2 had a leak, um, very early on in the process, and it was, like, it was a different kind of leak. It was not someone working at Valve, um, you know, decided to throw some stuff on a flash drive and then, you know, throw it up on the internet. There was a guy who actually, like, hacked Valve's main servers released a whole bunch of character models. It was six to eight months before the game was going to come out. It revealed information about the plot that they hadn't talked about before. And it was a lot of work-in-progress stuff. So there were a lot of sort of criticisms of the quality of Valve's work. And that that was something that, I mean, now granted, it is Half-Life 2, so it's not like it hurt sales or anything. Um, but it... Like I see, I can see how that would be a damaging situation. Um, now, certain companies take that in different directions. So, like what Valve did is actually uh, Gabe sent the guy an email. They they tracked him down and gave him an email offering to make him their uh, their internal security chief, 
And when he got, he lived in, I, I believe it was Germany. They flew him to America. Um, and as he got off the plane, he was arrested by the FBI. Uh, <laughs> because you don't screw with Gabe. Um, but so, like, that that's, like, one way that a sort of a, a situation like this can end. Um, the stuff that happened to Star Citizen the other day, um, very different situation. What you had was a community... He's essentially, like, the community contact for their, like, IT team, I think. Um, Disco Lando is the name he goes by on the forums. And he posted a picture, and that picture had... Um, a computer screen behind him and you could, you could actually like zoom in enough that you could see the URL, um, a, a listed URL in the screen behind him. And so people went to it and it wasn't secured. It wasn't behind any sort of gate because it was a, it was an unlisted URL. No one would have just stumbled across it, but it had, uh, reportedly up to 40 gigs of assets, ships that hadn't been announced, videos that hadn't been announced, um, wireframes of the ships, white models of the ships, um, early texture gray models of the ships, apparently the entire FPS client, which some people are hosting right now. Like, there are people that are playing the FPS module right now. Um, and so you, you look at Valve, who meets this sort of thing with, like, a hammer, um, a FBI arrest you on your way off the plane hammer. And then, and I, admittedly, the situation is different because this was a, this was like a guy that worked at the company and like, the, it was not likely that he was going to think about the URL behind him and, you know, the odds of someone actually checking it. And then it should have been gated, blah, 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 blah. Very different situation. But RSI is basically just like, so... Guys, please don't host this content. Please just don't. And that's it. And they're using it as a great opportunity to build awareness about the game. Um, you know, like, everybody is talking. People that aren't interested in this game are talking about it. So what do you guys think about, you know, the, da the damage that leaks do, how a company should approach them, you know, whether or not they're a viable accidental marketing tool? JJ, let's start with you this time. I think they can hurt people. Like with Valve, that was, you know, a lot of early work. And I know that because of that, they halted production on it and went back and delayed it. So that hurts the consumer. Um, and it hurts the studio because that means they just have to throw out everything and almost start from scratch. And I believe that happened with Halo 2 as well. Wasn't there a leak on that one as well? I, I, I can't speak to that. Um I, I'm. I, I know that Remember. I heard something There's along other, those lines. You know, a lot of games get. I just think it's not good for anybody because the consumers who want the game then have to wait for a delay. The developers then either decide to just ship what they've you know had leaked or change stuff up to surprise the consumer, because no one wants to play a game that's already been spoiled for them. Right. So, but so your principal concern is with like plot spoilers. Like that, that's what you're saying? Yeah, things like that. Yeah. And I think Robert Space, I mean, they're handling it pretty well. I think, I don't know how that 
guy's job is going to go for him, you know. He did, just to interject for a second, um, he, like, essentially there was a tweet earlier today, and I really hate doing this. I really hate acting like a tweet is news. Um, But there was a tweet from him earlier today that said, heading back into work. So... He did. I, he he wasn't fired before he went back into work. I don't think they will. That's good because like yeah. the IT team should have had it. Like that URL should not have been accessible, except by people that work there. And I'm yeah. not saying that's their fault because he also shouldn't have had it on its screen. It just that whole thing is just like a. Nah, it's it's not that big a deal. And it's, really... it's hard to say that it's someone's fault. Um, yeah, but. I think you know Valve. I think with Valve, that's a little more serious because it was a somebody coming into their territory removing content rather than somebody accidentally posting it. And there's a difference between accidentally sharing something and stealing something. So yeah, good call, uh, Taylor. Just general thoughts on the whole situation. Um, well, uh, what JJ kind of hit on, um, you know, the difference between like plot spoilers versus kind of what we've seen here, uh, for, um, Star Citizen where, you know, sure it's, you know, things haven't been announced yet, but it's, there really isn't a plot to be spoiled. Uh, you know, no one's going to get a leg up on any other player, um, by part, by using what was leaked. Um, it really, really only, uh, helps in terms of getting people more excited. Um, because, well, I, I think I can speak from what I in, in kind of gathered from uh, James's, James messaged us when the leak came out, and he was talking about the carrier ships in particular. And he was, I, I think, fair to say, and you can correct me on this, James, you were, you were very excited about it. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. So I think that was. that's the reaction that it's gonna that that particular leak is gonna happen. Um, so, you know, yeah. At the same time, you you can't judge them all by the same standard. But I think that as a whole, legitimate leaks are actually harmful. Uh, you know, almost almost you know, uh, regardless of of like what they contained. I think that sometimes the gamer product might get lucky. If it is like a, a leak that doesn't necessarily hurt the product, you know, where they don't have to go back, like JJ was saying, and like you know, work on the product more, redo stuff. Uh, if it just helps the game, then you know, maybe, maybe it was planned and just looked really, really accidental, or they just got lucky with what with what assets were on that particular uh, page. You know, and there's no there's no telling. Whole game apparently, whole game, like everything that is currently <laughs> accessible in it. Um, every every current which for any other game would be probably worse, but because Star Citizen is what it is and is not going to be completed until the year three thousand, yes. um, you know it, it's you know not and not anything too catastrophic. Right, whole game as it exists right now is very different yeah. from whole game ultimately, and apparently there were some limited spoilers for the Squadron Forty Two narrative but i i looked through most of it and didn't see anything where i was like uh, that you ruined everything because what i know about squadron 42 is that you're going to be a fighter pilot in space that launches off a carrier and so that's all i saw so i already knew that sure that's not a problem um but no like all it did for me was make me want the fps module more because it there's some like video of the interface, the way that it's going to work, some of the maps. And, like, I'm more excited than I was before the leak happened. And so I think that's great. 
Um, and I think in both cases, like the, the specific things that we're talking about today, the Supergirl thing helped because I know that I'm more likely to watch the first episode and give it a chance because it was leaked. And I know that I was in the middle of this, like, where the F is the FPS module thing with Star Citizen where I almost wasn't checking the page every five minutes, where I almost wasn't doing that. Um, and this has done a really good job of just making reeling me back in. But um, I do think that, like, we live in a culture, starting with WikiLeaks, you know, continuing with, um, you know, obviously all the stuff that Snowden has and is releasing situations like the fappening, which I don't want to go into, but it's hard to not mention. Um, we, and like, those are the three that are the biggest recent examples. We live in a culture that's sort of obsessed with that concept of like us having access to knowledge or information or media that we're not supposed to. Um, there's a very sort of forbidden fruit thing about leaks that are really appealing, and I think it makes it an amazing marketing tool, whether it's intentional or not. Um, but there are situations, and I think I think the fappening is a really good example where like that that's very harmful to a lot of people, and it's it's not always. It's not always good. So, I, I mean, I think it's nice when we have examples of leaks like this, but, you know, as both of you pointed out, I think rather rather well, we need to be very careful about what... about the choices we make about leaks, the amount of information that we decide that we're going to make the choice to access. And... I think that's I think that's an important note to leave off on. Um, thank you, thank you very much, guys. Uh, that wraps things up for us uh, up for us on the 26th of May. Um, thanks for making us a part of your day. We'd really appreciate it if you would uh, do us a favor. Go ahead and subscribe to the Twitch and the YouTube channel. Um, and you can find all of our archived recordings of today's and all the archival podcasts for uh, JJ Crass, Taylor Tate. I am James Honeycutt. And um, thanks very much for watching. Pixelated Geek presents Tripod. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.